crazy, man. <laughs> crazy, crazy people. <laughs> uh, I was trying to stay sober, yeah. It's difficult. What's on this mic, man? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yo, I love you guys, man. I just love this church. This morning was just awesome. Um, and I was standing at the gate waiting for to come pick me up. Um, and I was still drunk. Like, it's often on a three. I'm speaking in tongues. I'm standing like, Lord, this is insane. I can't remember last that I felt this way, where it's just a continuation. It just flows and flows and flows. And it's this house. It's this place. It's this ministry. It's what God's doing here. And I honor you guys for what you do. Uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, and it's just going to grow. It's just going to explode. It's just going to touch more and more lives, more and more ministries. And, and I'm just so honored to be here today and minister in the trust that you guys have put in to me. So grab your Bible. And all we're going to do is just wave it a little bit and get the devil nervous because there's power in the word. Amen. Just what he says, I receive this tonight. Holy Spirit, you inspired it. You breathed it. Now inspire me. Open my heart and reveal to me the truths. That will set me free. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on. So we all know the, the parable of the sower is, and the crux of that is, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. You know, the word goes out Sunday after Sunday, week after week. We preach the word, and you determine the soil, not the one who brings the word. What they are sowing is the word. So it's the same soil. You don't read that parable. It's like he's looking in the bag going like, mm, that soil doesn't look too good. I want to use this soil. This seed's down here. It's not of the best kind. I want to throw it on the hard soil. No, the good seed goes out to all the soil. goes out to every bit of what you think of. What it's just dropping, dropping, dropping. And we've got to hear it, grab it, get hold of it. Now, I want to say that not everything we hear all the time. I've heard some great revelations in my life. And then the first time I hear it, I'm like, I don't understand all of it. But it looks so cool. It's amazing. I'll just grab hold of it. It's almost like that fluffy thing, you know what I mean? So fluffy, oh, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> you kind of, you know, I'm just loving this word. I don't get it, but it's amazing. It's, and, and that's the kind of attitude we should have towards the word of God. It's like we don't go, we're not going to get everything immediately. It's not going to. And you one of my tops on there. It's cool. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Just refocus here quickly. <laughs> it's like I caught that. Okay. Anyway, let's get back. Um, it's this. It's this profoundness about the word. Is that it's being deposited. It's being sown. It's being released into our life. And there's something about that that grows. And when we start looking at it spiritually, we grow even more because we catch it spiritually. We catch it in our spirit. And it's like Holy Spirit, bring it in. Get it in there. I know at the right time I'm going to get all of this, but I'm not going to reject it because it's a God word. You teach it, you show it, you reveal it to me, and you grow me. Because who does the growing? God does the growing. Uh, Philippians 1.6 says, the work he started, he will bring to completion. So it means like all i got to do is by faith it. Like I've got, I've got no idea what happened the day I got born again. Come on, just think about that day. Some of you were really crazy people. And then, and then you got crazy for Jesus. You're just like, you were so stuck in addiction, and you come back to the other side like, ah, what was that? I don't know, but I'm addicted to Jesus. <laughs> You're like, you just, something happened, and you didn't, you didn't even know what happened. 
You can't explain the way you looked versus where you are right now. But now the problem is, is then when we move to this side, we try and figure everything out. We try and work at it. I'm going to be a really good Christian, and I'm going to grow myself. You didn't even birth yourself. Christ birthed you. It's by faith. By faith I received something, and what drew me is love. That's what Paul says to the Galatians. Who bewitched you? You get a bit of Afrikaans, who did that to you? Why do you think that you started, that you started in the spirit? <laughs> sober, Sean, sober. And, <laughs> and then you're going to finish it in the flesh. How do you think that, that, that you are going to do something this way? So I love it. Paul says we knew Christ in the flesh, but now we thus no longer know him that way. So it's not the, fl the flesh Christ. It's not the one that we just read in the New Testament. That is beautiful. That is awesome. We see that. But that Christ is gone. That Jesus is gone. It's the resurrected Christ. You baptized into his death and raised into his resurrection. You weren't baptized into his birth in Bethlehem and then raised into his life as Jesus the man. You were baptized into his death. The second part, the resurrected Christ, the one who kicked the rock out and was like, hey, I'm here, I'm back. <laughs> I, lo I, love, I love Jesus. He doesn't, this resurrected Christ has a, has a sense of humor. You know, he doesn't go to the door like, I'm resurrected. Hey, guys, don't get a fright. It's me. No, he just pops into the room. <laughs> Thank you for that amazing cue. That was amazing. <laughs> Jesus just stepped in. Love it. He, he doesn't knock at the door and like, kind of, hey, don't guys, don't get a fright. No, he just pops in in the middle of them and all he says is, peace. <laughs> just think about that for a moment. They saw him crucified. He's gone. It's child Jesus. We heard he's up, but we don't know when he's coming. And suddenly he comes through the door. Peace. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just radical, man. It's this Jesus is different. He's different. He he's not... This, this Jesus is not concerned with your mistakes. When he restores Peter, he doesn't get into the fact that he denied him. He just says, hey, sit down for breakfast. Do you love me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. do you love me? And he restores him. Boom. With what? With love. It's different. So we cannot go back to a, a Jesus or wait for a Jesus. That's what the problem was with them. They were waiting for a king that would look like what they packaged. Waiting for one to rule and reign and get rid of the Romans. Jesus wasn't interested in the Romans. He wasn't getting involved in what life matters. I know. Sorry. Okay, let me not go there. It's very quiet now. Because this one wants to fight for which life matters. And that all lives matters. Jesus' life matters. What's the color of your blood? Is the blood is Christ. There's no more male, no more female, no more, no more Jew, no more Gentile, no more Greek. We've got none of that. So as kingdom, we're not supposed to be in any of those conversations. Because what is our job? Reconciliation to the Father. That's our ministry. Our ministry is not to get involved with what the Romans were doing and who Pontius Pilate was. We've got to get that guy voted out because this guy's going to be the new guy we want to vote for. And this party is the great party. The only party that's great is the one with the kingdom. That's where the party's at because the restoration happens there. Mm, okay, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. He, he doesn't come with that when he comes to, to, to bring kingdom. He's not involved in any political story. He doesn't even get into that stuff. 
all he's doing is says, come on, there's a new way of looking at this. When he sits down with Nick, that's what I'm talking about, spiritual versus natural. It's what I touched on this morning. I want to just go a little deeper in it. I'm not going to be long. By the way, today was just spectacular. I mean, those art pieces, the dance, uh, just every bit was just phenomenal today. Uh, and just blown by, man, just dig deeper into that. Go for it. Don't stop. Don't stop with what God's doing. Just push more. Go more. Be more creative. Push into that. I mean, that sounds like awesome, man. It's just phenomenal. The video, every, every bit of what that is, is just living this Christ life that, is in, that explodes as who I am. Not in the color of my skin or where I was born or what I've come from, because that doesn't matter at all in Christ. It doesn't matter at all in Christ. He's the resurrected Christ, not the one we're looking for as a Jew. Jesus didn't come up on the other side as a, a Jewish Christ. He's the Son of God. It's a, it's a different way of what that spirituality looks like when we talk about spiritual versus natural. Revelations 4, come up higher. Set your mind on things above. That's where, where Christ is seated. That's where our mind should be. That's where we're at. He's the head of the body. My, my focus is that, not of what the natural is. Because if we're looking for that kind of Jesus to come back, we'll, we'll miss it. That was the Jesus. They also missed it. Even the guys who were with him all the time. Peter was, listen, when we say Peter, Peter messed up. Yes. And he said, Lord, I'll do anything for you. He, he was ready for that. Pulled the sword out, chopped off the ear. He's ready to fight, man. And then Jesus puts the ear back. This is a bit confusing. I did not expect this war to go this way. Lord, I'm chopping off you healing back. Like this is, this is not going to work. I'm chopping you healing. <laughs> that ain't going to work. Because he's looking at natural. And we get stuck in natural. There's no natural thing that can heal. There's no natural thing that's going to bring revival. There's no natural thing that's going to bring maturity. There's no natural thing that's going to take you to that place. It's got to be from the Spirit. It's got to be captured in the Spirit. It's got to be taken in the Spirit. Because of the natural, we've tried it all. I've grown up in ministry, I know. We've tried it all. Got all the gimmicks, all the stuff, nothing works. Seven steps, 11 doors, 15 keys, nine ropes, seven ladders. I've got all the stuff, and I get there, and it doesn't work. Like, it's all the keys. Like, I missed the keys, the wrong book. Oh, there's that eight-step key. Well, like, let's get to that one. And I read that book, and I try that thing. It's not working. You just get tired because it's not working. It's not, it's not where it's at. It's not built up in the natural. It's caught in the spirit. So go with me quickly, 2 Corinthians 12. I heard someone say this long ago, and I kind of made it my statement, is that I've got always three ladies following me everywhere. It's surely goodness and mercy. <laughs> and and these, three, these three ladies are having a party today, man. <laughs> surely goodness and mercy. Is, Yo, Shirley. <laughs> They're having a good time, man. Okay, let's stay focused. So we're talking about spiritual, we're talking about natural, we're talking about catching it. Now, when we see that this Jesus, just before I read this, Jesus is now with Nicodemus, who's a learned man. So he tries to explain him to him being born again. The simplicity 
of what that is. And for Nicodemus, this is too much. He cannot understand this thing. You mean I need to go back into my mother's womb? That's not going to happen, brother. I don't know what kind of thing you're into. That's not going to work. And Jesus says the following to him. He says, if you cannot even understand earthly things, how will I explain to you heavenly things? He just said born again. The greatest thing we can even imagine is earthly. It's, it's basic. He says, what I will show you, there's a greater, there's a more that I can't even deposit right now because you can't even understand what it means to be born again. Now, with that in mind, he's talking about the heavenlies. He's talking about this. This is Paul writing, 2 Corinthians 12, 2. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether it was in his body, I don't know. Whether it was out of his body, I don't know. God knows. Such a one was caught up into the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether it's in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. How he was caught up into paradise and heard inexplicable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Paul's talking about himself. He's talking about that day on the road to Damascus. Well, that's what I've learned through Bible school. Probably talking about himself here. He's so moved by it, he can't even say it was him. He's so removed from like trying to be, I was special, I was caught up in heaven, all these things. No, I, I was caught up into heaven. I don't know if it was in my body or out of my body, but I was in the heavenlies. And I experienced things there that I cannot even utter. It is so profound, it is so great. And you think, wow, man, that's, a, that's being caught up into glory. That's being caught up into something beyond my body, beyond the natural, beyond what that is. There's that moment where Paul is in, into this. This is the start of everything. This is the start of this man's ministry that would shake the earth. And what happens at first? He didn't go to a little Bible class and get every, all the, bit, the, the good stuff and try and be this great Christian. He caught something in the spirit of who Christ is that when we hear him talk about communion, he said it was given to me. He wasn't there. But he caught something to understand what happened the day Jesus broke the bread. In the spirit, he was right there. He was in that moment. He saw it. He experienced it. He saw the body broken. He saw what it was. He experienced all of the cross. He experienced all of that. He said, what I experienced up there, I can't even speak to you. Now, just go back to an old story. Moses on the mountain, who's met God face to face, who's been with him. He says, there's a friend face to face. He says, God, I want to see your face. We're there, your beginning. I want to see your beginning. God says, if you see it, you will die. I'm sharing this quickly to under, for you to understand something. Is we, we talk about God as if he's the buddy down the road. That can just be like, just on a cool little, like, oh, I'm upset with God. I'm like, what do you know you're talking about? Do you even understand this indescribable, uncontainable, this incredible being who's outside of time, Who's, who's revealed himself in Christ. The beauty of what that is, is incredible. And when Moses says, I want to see your beginning, he says, my boy, you will die. Let me rather show you my back where I'm going, because that's life. Elijah gets onto the same mountain, asks the same question. God says to him, boy, we're talking about big stuff here. You cannot see my beginning 
your little brain will not be able to handle that thing. It is too big for you. I'd rather show you where I'm going. My back end, my way of, my train of uh, direction. So this God puts these men on this mountain. They are desiring something beyond their natural. They're desiring something. says, I've looked at everything around me. This is all junk. God, show me your face. <laughs> What's it called? Come and behold. Lord, show me more. I, I, I've seen all of this. It's junk. The glory of what that is, is fading. I get something brand new, it fades. I get something else, it fades. I get the biggest house, I'll be looking at that big house and like, oh, it's just, I've, this was cool for 10 days and now it's gone. Like, whatever that glory is, it fades. It fades. It fades. It fades. It fades. It's all junk. It's all temporal. It's all natural. Show me your face. He says, you, you can't handle where I've come from, but you will be able to handle where I'm going. So it's interesting, just to drop this in there, the same mountain, Moses turned on, was the exact same mountain that Elijah stepped on. They both asked the same question. And then thousands of years later, okay, let's maybe illustrate. Moses gets on and says, Lord, show me your face. Show me where you've come from. He says, it's too big. I'll show you, but standing the rock, wait a little bit. God is outside of time, right? He's not connected to this time thing we're in. He's beyond that. So a few hundred years later, we have Elijah the prophet asking the same question. Show me your face. Because now, wait in the rock, but I'll show you where I'm going. A little bit later, we have Jesus. <laughs> Jesus steps on a mountain. <laughs> and Jesus goes, and suddenly there's a cloud. And who steps out of the cloud? Moses and Elijah. They're like, the, the law and the prophet steps out and beholds the Son of God. They behold life. God says, you can't see where I've come from, my boy. It will blow your mind. But step into me. I'll show you where I'm going. I'll show you the purpose. I'll show you everything that it is. I'll show you Christ. And when they step, Elijah took that so boldly that when he wanted to leave, he says, I'm going. He doesn't wait for death. No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done working. Like, now I'm just going to step over. <laughs> Elijah <laughs> says, I want to go with this. You can't, buddy. You haven't seen Jesus yet. <laughs> but I'm leaving. And there's fire and there's chariots and the world comes. like, I'm not waiting for death because I've seen the one who conquered death. I've seen the one who conquered death. I'm just going to step in to who he is. I'm just going to step into the spiritual. I'm just going to, we read about Enoch as if it was just a little, a little fairy tale. This guy walked with God and just stepped over. Do we even have an idea of what the spiritual looks like? When we've called to live in that and operate in that realm. Revelations 4, come up higher, John. When you're playing around with some earthly stuff, come up here. I'll show you some heavenly stuff. And John steps into a place where he sees the candlesticks, where he sees the lion, he sees the lamb, he sees the cross, he sees everything that was happened. He sees the marriage supper of the lamb. Have you ever read the marriage supper of the lamb? That doesn't, it's not nice. It's not nice because the marriage supper is the cross. He saw, he saw the birds eating the flesh. He saw the, mm, the victory won. Every principality and every power. He destroyed them all. Stepped into hell, made a public spectacle 
of Satan in front of all his enemies. And in front of him, he was like, hey, cancer, come and look what I did to Satan. <laughs> hey, HIV, come here, let me show you. Your, your master has lost. He made a public spectacle of every principality and every power in the spirit. That's the realm he operates in. And we want to play around with some earthly stuff that's temporal. Heaven isn't something I'm waiting for. It's something I'm operating in right now. There will be a day when Christ returns. But when we see him, we'll be like him. We'll see his eyes. We'll see the fire because we'll see face to face. Not somebody like, oh, Lord, no, no, face to face. Because I'm beholding the one who is within. And I am within. So I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body. But I, I don't know where I was at that moment. Oh, does that sound a little bit of a spiritual thing? I don't know if I was in the cloud, out of the, I don't know if I was in church or out of church. I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was just, it was just so cool, man. It was just so cool. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. It was just so good, man. Oh. Hmm. Can I read you one, two more scriptures? Let's go to Ephesians. So Ephesians 1, okay, maybe we can read Ephesians 4 first. That was a good one. I'm just going to lean around of Ephesians right now. I don't, I don't know. I'm getting a little drunk here. <laughs> I think it's somewhere there in the Bible. That's <laughs> Ephesians. I think Paul wrote. I'm, not, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Definitely was him. Okay. So we know that this PCA is talking about the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. That you should be the minister. There's a, there's a maturity that comes. You're equipping them. Uh, the end of it, it goes here to verse 13. So we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Till we all come. When, when are the, I believe the, the gifting is going to fall away and when full maturity has happened in the body. What is God's broad is to bring full maturity through us as we teach for you to fall in ministry. It cannot be a place where Moses was like, Moses, you go to the mountain, you go hear from God, and you come back and you just tell us what to do and we'll just follow what you say. No, no that's not maturity. That's like a teenager. Like, you tell me what to do. I'm not going to really listen, but you tell me what to do, whatever. Now, with, with God, like, there's a mature, sorry, there's a mature, maturity. All the teenagers in the house. <laughs> there's maturity. There's a fullness. There's a growing. There's a maturity that needs to happen. There's a fullness of the fullness of God. The fullness of the full, 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 full. Totally really full. And then it goes on here to say, we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried with every wind of doctrine and trickery of men in the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up, come on, read that, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. That we may grow up into the head. 
I think the church has been a little bit of a, this, this weird little body with this massive head because we've not matured into what the head is. So the church has been all over the show because we've got this thin little body that's not fully matured in what God's called us to be because we're not separated. It's not, there's not been this decapitated thing where, where the head is somewhere and the body's floating here on earth. No, he's the head of the body. But there's a maturity of the body growing into what the head is so that it is fully functioning, fully in what it is, the all, all and all as what God has said. Now, he talks about this as growing up into him. Now, jump back to Ephesians 1. So we've been, just quickly, and I'm, I'm about to end. This is the crux. This is where we're going to go with this. Matthew 6, Jesus teaches them to pray. That's significant, right? Because if you say anything right now, this is going to determine what everybody else for all eternity is going to be reading, going to be getting into. So it's pretty much kind of setting the tone to where this is going. And the greatest part of that prayer is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's an equilibrium between what is happening in the heavenlies and what is happening in the natural that needs to be the same. This is something about heaven manifesting on the earth that's breaking through in, in our worship, breaking through in our word, breaking through in our mentality. As we step higher, as we set our mind there, as we start living from the spiritual realm, it starts manifesting in glory through us. We sing songs and it starts breaking through. Things are happening that we've never seen before. People are going out on the street laying hands on people and they're getting healed. Come on, it's not just, and you don't even know who the guy is. There's supernatural stuff happening across the world. And it's not connected to a superstar. It's not connected to a name. It's not connected just to Reinhard Bonker. He's passed away. If all these great men have passed away because it's time for the body to mature. It's time for the full body to be doing these things. And it's happening. There's something of the glory of God that's breaking through in people. Listen to what he says here. Verse 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times. So what is this? At the end of all times. When all of it has come to an end. When every bit of what this is, is done. In the dispensation of the fullness of times. He might gather together in one all things in Christ. Both which is in heaven and which is on earth in him. Remember what we read this morning, for those who weren't here, Colossians 3. My life is hidden in him. When he appears, I appear with him in glory. In the full dispensation of time, when we have matured into the head, what is ever in heaven, what is there? The, what does the Bible say? We're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth, in the body, in Christ, will all just go shoo. When the glory of God starts breaking through in your, in your house, in your room, in the shop, in the church, something of heaven pushing through, pushing through, pushing through, pushing through. Suddenly heaven doesn't look like something far away. Suddenly heaven, the supernatural, the eternal starts happening every day. And then we start seeing glory, glory. Glory, glory in my church, glory in the car, glory at the workplace, glory in the shopping center. We're just seeing glory break through. So we start, was that an angel? Was that, whoa, what was that? I don't know. That was pretty cool. I don't know what just happened. I don't know if it was in the body or out of the body. I don't know what was happening right now, but something happened. Something's pushing through. The glory of God is pushing through. But does it start with me? It starts with you. 
It starts with us maturing, growing, seeing, believing, stepping by faith into that. We're going to see God do things we've never seen before. We're going to see the glory of God flow through us on the tennis court. We're going to see those things happen in our jobs. Those things happen behind the computer. Like, I don't know where I was right now. I was stepping into another nation, and I was praying for somebody there, and somebody got healed. That wasn't just a little glimpse. That was the glory of God manifesting. Because I'm not connected to these natural things. I'm not seeing Christ as the one before the cross. I'm in the Christ that was resurrected. I'm in the one who steps into a room and just drops a piece. And then the one that is in another place is with the men of Emmaus. Then he's here. Then he's there. He's just flying. And then you see the, the, the apostles do the same. We see Philip, who's the deacon who goes. He's on the, he runs next to the chariot. The supernatural has a word of knowledge. He's like, I see you reading there. It's a chariot. They're racing. I think the guy goes, what is happening? Hussein Bolt, next level. This guy's just moving with speed. And he's like, hey, I see you reading. <laughs> Get on. Baptize him. The guy comes out of the way. Where is he? He's going. He's in another city. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm just so fast, man. Just moving. <laughs> you see, the problem is we're trying to do that instead of being who we are. Like, how, how is that going to happen, Lord? I have no idea what I will be. But when I see him, I will be like him. I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body. If I was next to a chariot. I don't know if I was in Thailand or I was in Cape Town. I was in India. I don't know if I was on top of the building, at the bottom of the building. I don't know what it was. I was in a mortuary. I healed some people. They got out. It was phenomenal. We just caused chaos. I don't know what happened, but it was just so cool. It was just so amazing. But the most amazing thing, Jesus. You're amazing. God, you're so wonderful. I'm not getting stuck on what I've just done. I'm focused on Jesus. I'm focused on the one that's the author and finisher of my faith because I'm maturing into the head. I'm not trying to do a bunch of cool tricks because that's what we were, that's what we were going for. Come on, guys. Let's do all these cool tricks. Now forget about the tricks. I want Jesus. I want the Father. I want to mature into the head. I want to understand what it is to walk in the fullness of, of the Christ. That's where he's taking us. To this earthly stuff. Come on, like I, I really think it'd be so cool to go zero to 102 seconds. I mean, that's just, just for speed. I love speed. I don't like heights as much as I like speed. It's really cool. Speed, it's fantastic. But how cool if I don't, if I don't need to pay millions to go that fast? Because I'm just going that fast in the spirit. Just before I know, I'm in another place. God's doing some miracles. I'm back in my bed. Like I don't know if I was dreaming or was sleeping. I don't know what that was, but that was amazing. See, do, we, do you go to bed purposefully? Do you go to like open the words and say, Lord, tonight I don't know what nation you're taking me to, but it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be awesome. I'm dreaming tonight. I'm going to go there. Thank you, Father. That's, are, we, are we living in that realm? So I'm not talking about flaky stuff because the moment you remove truth, word, you get flaky. You've got truth. You've got good sound word that's being preached to you. With the flow of the Spirit, it runs hand in hand, and it's going well. So it doesn't get flaky. Because I've heard some flaky stuff. I had this vision. No, you didn't have a vision. <laughs> you had too much pizza. <laughs> I felt this eagle just die on my head. I'm like, yeah, the eagle did not land. It dropped something.
see, if I can see Jesus in your vision, I know it's from him. But if I cannot see Jesus in that vision, I know you had too much pizza, man. I know you've been watching too much Twilight or other nonsense or junk or, or uh, I don't even know what you were watching. You're just on some weird nonsense, man. But if you see Jesus, if God's revealed, and that's why I love when prophecy comes. I just want to drop this about prophecy and, and then I'm finished. <laughs> then I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> I've been sober long enough. But you know, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Nathaniel comes to him, and Jesus sees him, and Jesus says, I saw you under a tree. You're a man without guile. He has a profound moment with Nathaniel, but Jesus did not build his ministry on the fact that he knew Nathaniel standing under the tree. So many of us are running after prophets and people. None of you here, maybe people in another part of Joburg, Cape Town. <laughs> they do that. <laughs> the guy knows your name. You think he's amazing? I want to know Jesus and Him crucified. I want to see the glory of God. I, I don't care if He knows my name, my telephone number, my address. Forget all of that mumbo-jumbo. Tell me about Jesus. Confirm what God's doing in my life and reveal Christ. That's what I want. That's all I want. Nothing else. Mm. I don't want that mumbo-jumbo, man. We need to find Jesus in what prophecy is. If, if after I prophesy to you, you love Jesus more, fantastic. If you feel like after I prophesied, you really want to know everything about me, I've done a bad job. I've done a bad job. It's got to be towards Jesus. If it is something else, that's not prophecy. That's me showing off. That's me following. No <laughs> Steve, <Steering> you. <laughs> uh, this is so good. You know, I just, mm. the day of Pentecost, man, uh, these guys, they're up in a room like this, <laughs> and they turn the city upside down. Like, how did that happen? Like, how do you turn a city? Like, how's Joburg going to get this rock right now in this moment? It was just us. It had to be something supernatural. But they were drunk out of their minds. Because they looked at them and go like, what is up with these ugs? <laughs> oh, I think the church needs to get a little drunker in the spirit for those who don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm, not to I'm not talking about. <laughs> yeah. On Jesus. Because I'm just so caught up in him. I love Paul's encounters. It's like, I knew a man 14 years ago. I don't know if he was in the body or out of the body, but he was caught up into the third heaven. Hmm. Come right there with you. Just, just get a little bit of this. Come right there with you. 
nombre diga si quiere mendo romusha masintu menga shakarana mm yeah kisha kurubusu thank you jesus thank you jesus Oh, Lord, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you, Jesus. Come on, I just feel Jesus is doing something right now. Holy Spirit's moving right now. It's already been stirring in your heart. It's already been... Like you've been getting it all night. You've been getting it. Some of you were watching some of that paintings and God was already touching your heart. You were standing there outside watching that dance and God touched your heart.